0: Hello.
1: Hi Rebecca it's Beatrice.
0: Hi Beatrice it's Rebecca how are you?
1: I'm very well thank you um how are you?
0: I too am very well thank you also.
1: Have you been watching the wedding?
0: I haven't actually have you?
1: No I haven't either someone's got to (laughs) clean the flat.
0: Well that's true well I I um I felt like I'd had the ultimate royal wedding experience by looking at Morley's window in Brixton. Oh, wow. What have they done this time? You know, I always really loved their windows for occasions. And this time I feel like they've really outdone themselves because they've done... It's like their normal summer wear window. And as you know, they're always very good at having ethnically diverse Mm. mannequins, which is excellent. And all they've done is they've added... um, like masks with the faces of the royal family on top of their normal mannequins so um prince charles is a black man um the duke of edinburgh is a woman of dual heritage uh the the um queen is a white woman with tattoo tattoos up, up both arms harry has tattoos up both arms um, you know, it's it's everything you could possibly want and more. Oh, the, the um, what she called Camilla is also a black woman, so I think it's like that's that's the ultimate statement.
1: Oh, and it's fantastic! I'm it's really...
0: so good. I I just love Morleys. Yeah, and it's they have a so good.
1: they have a lot of windows to play with.
0: They do, and they make the most. I mean, I know I told you before, but like a few years ago, they did the most amazingly kind of just on the edge of being too erotic, um, Valentine's window that was all like, all the mannequins were in lingerie, and there was a lot of massage oil wow. around, wow. and they've also done one that was all like graffiti at the back, and lots of tattoos on the mannequins, and the mannequins had staffy dog mannequin, mannequins on leaves.
1: Wow, we need to so find I, out. I, I love it. We need to find out who does that. Window we do.
0: That would be so interesting, wouldn't it? Because I feel like it really connects to the street outside so hmm. much more than most department store windows ever do.
1: And uh, yeah. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen um, mannequins with, with tattoos.
0: No, I'm not sure. I need to go and really inspect them because I'm not sure whether the mannequin itself is tattooed or whether they, I think actually it's probably like a sleeve that they put on.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's what
0: it is. But Mm. it is pretty good seeing the Queen with she's got an off the shoulder sort of chambray dress and tattoo sleeves. Wow. Yeah, and black ringlets.
1: That's fantastic.
0: It is. It is. I will send you all the pictures so that you can enjoy it at your leisure. Yes, please do. So all hail. Hall is in
1: Brixton, I say yes. I agree. That was
0: that was that was my royal experience of the week. Uh, yeah. But what about you? What have you been up to?
1: Well, I went. Um, I had a sort of impromptu visit to um, to the photographer's gallery. They have oh. they have this exhibition for actually not much longer, only until the third of June. I must go and see it. Yeah, which is called Undercover, so uh, secret history of crossdressers. Um, and yeah, it was it was really it was interesting it was moving um it was um frustrating so it was it was a lot of things it's um wow. it, it's quite small in terms of the rooms but there's a lot of images because it's it's this collection of this um film director called Sebastian Liefschitz and um he's made a few films um one was called um the invisibles which is about gay couples in the past so he's sort of really interested it sounds interesting yeah it sounds like he's really interested in unearthing what life Mm. was like for was
0: uh, that that sorry but was that a documentary film
1: yes I think that's a documentary Mm -hmm. yeah and then there's another one um which I'll come back to later um so it's his personal collection and he was born in the 60s and apparently started collecting when he was about 10 just from uh-huh. flea markets and um, yeah. then later on ebay and stuff so it's all images of um i guess crossdressers is one word of calling it that the the problem is which makes it difficult to talk about it as well is because it's just mainly from from flea markets and stuff most of the time there's hardly any information right so it's it's Men what looks like men dressing like women and the other way around. Yes. Um but you don't quite know the motivation or you know that most of the time you don't know anything about the people yeah. in in the pictures. And there was different sections And they were all about something quite different. So, one slightly one section I found quite odd was about mock weddings at women's colleges in the US. Yes. Um, So they were probably the earliest pictures. They were from the late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. And so it's it's the bride is is so they're all women colleges and they dress up as bride and groom and as wedding guests as well and as priest. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, it's it's quite an odd odd thing. There seems to be in certain areas of America that that seems to have gone on for quite quite a while. But this is sort of particularly for women's colleges, um, and it wasn't. And, and,
0: and sorry, but is there any information on what these were for or the purpose of them? I,
1: I've I've read different things. I can't remember stupidly what it said. I have a feeling it said on the um, label or caption, big caption or intro text to this section. It said something about people trying something out, um, but also. But what? Well, trying out to get married, but that seems a bit odd. Or also, I've read that it was well, it was about sort of playing with gender or subversing gender roles because what you could be taught at the colleges as a woman at the time was sort of quite traditional you know becoming a nurse and things like that right so i but i don't know whether this is true so that definitely um requires further investigation definitely yeah and then were interesting yeah i was and then there were quite a lot of those pictures so i think overall maybe there were 200 pictures or something like that. really a lot lot. Mm. so the other one there was one section about prisoners of war um doing plays in the camps and dressing right. up as women so that's quite a different thing um, yes. then there were so there was quite a lot of sort of people dressing for the stage or performance yeah but then there was other big sections where it was obviously photos taken indoors um, and maybe the the people it, um, depicted wouldn't have wanted to go out, outside the way they were yeah. dressed so um, there were quite a lot from between the war, And there was one series, sometimes there were series, most of the time it was just one picture, but there was one series of a, I presume a man dressed as a woman, but again, you don't know why, um, in the maybe late 70s, 80s, in quite ordinary, but sort of well-made looking, ready to wear, in the kitchen, in in the living room, in Florida, I think they were. And it, they looked a bit like it was done with a timer or something. So maybe, oh, really? yeah. So,
0: so uh, that could be someone who self-identifies as
1: maybe a woman, or yeah.
0: or you just don't know, do
1: you? Yeah, you just you just don't know. So that was partly the frustrating thing about it that you wanted to know
0: more. But in maybe a way. it's good because it's just letting people represent themselves as they want to. And not giving the onlooker all the information.
1: Hmm, yeah, that's a good point. I guess a lot of the time also, I read in one interview with the um, collector, that, you know, they were thrown out because the family didn't want to have anything to do with it. Oh, goodness. So part of it, so what I kept wondering is, you know, has someone ever recognised themselves? Um, yeah Or or maybe someone wouldn't be so happy for or them relative yeah um there was also a long section about um uh someone Lifshitz made a, another documentary about uh, who's now very well known is someone who Um, called themselves Bambi um, and was born born as a man in Algeria and then went to Paris in the 50s and um, was sort of a major star in in a cabaret there super glamorous looking absolutely super glamorous looking but then after sort of 10-15 years or so decided they just wanted to live a quiet life and became a teacher somewhere. Oh
0: wow yeah somewhere. God imagine Mm. like that would be one good teacher to have yeah yeah with a very open mind and
1: and this um I mean stories there is to tell I can send you the link to the website so um, Bambi has her own website and still looks super glamorous it's now sort of late 70s I think oh. um so that was the one person that's
0: where... so interesting and it's really nice that these images that maybe were in some cases at least clandestine mm. or not you know sort of looked at askance by the families are now being treasured and displayed as something really positive
1: and good mm. and i'm I'm amazed how many photos he found so but uh, okay, it was over the last forty years or so yes, um yes. but a friend of mine she wanted to um find some photos for an art project historic photos, and she went to I think maybe Bermondsey Flea Market or some, or something. And she, one of the images she found, I think it was actually a film that she she's a photographer she then developed, yes. had two women on it which looked like from the 20s in men's, men's clothing. Um, and that's not what she was looking for. She just no. randomly found, you know, bought bought yeah. some, some film and photos. But they looked a bit more like it was for fancy dress, but it wasn't entirely clear. Because um,
0: there's, that, there's that nice Katrina Raleigh, article in Chic Thrills about women, um, about lesbians in the interwar period dressing the same to sort of signal the connection between the between couples and things.
1: Mm.
0: It's really interesting. Yeah, and I remember mm. seeing an exhibition years ago at ICP in um, New York that was pictures of gay men and as couples and they would often be, I know that's not cross-dressing, but they would be dressed the same. But the, the, the Katrina Raleigh essay is about, it's, I think all of them, as I remember it, the lesbian couples are dressed in what would be deemed male attire.
1: Ah, I, I have chic thrills right near me. I need to dig it out and have a, have
0: another look at it. I know, it's ages mm. ago I've looked at it, but mm. it, it always really struck me because it, it just seems really interesting. Two people cross dressing yes. together They're... is is a very different kind of practice, isn't it?
1: Mm, I think there were some photos like that in 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 the in the exhibition as well. And um, I stupidly didn't buy a, buy a catalogue, but I think he did bring out um, a catalogue also called Invisibles, which is a lot of gay couples. Um, yes. And I think there is some of what you say is sort of there as well. So it's it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely worth going to. Oh, I definitely want Mm. to go and see it. And And
0: really, it really connects to what we were talking about last week with the passing conference as well. Mm. Mm. So fascinating, Mm. so fascinating. And like you said, it's really interesting how there's kind of acceptable, in inverted commas, spaces in which you're allowed to do it in the theater and so funny it seems such a feature of the armed forces entertainment i mean i suppose it is because traditionally it's been all men but it seems so much a part of that that there's cross-dressing in any entertainments that they do Mm.
1: there's one go on sorry there's one particular photo that is sort of when people review the exhibition is shown quite a bit and it's it's sort of three men in sort of what looks like sort of well it's World War One <laughs> women's evening wear. And um it's it's quite striking also because of the pose they're adopting and they're obviously wearing makeup. But it also reminded me of pictures of um people I've seen who were in Footlights um club oh. in Cambridge. So like there's a famous Cecil Beaton one and there's yes. one of Hartnell. Quite a lot of the there's Stiebel. Um, It reminded me of of that as well. And I think those particular ones in the in the exhibition are actually English, and they're in Germany in a camp. If I if I don't remember, right. if I remember correctly, um, so maybe they have had some experience of this anyway. But there were all there were also I think German ones in an English camp. Or you know it wasn't yes. it wasn't just. Um, I always think it is a little bit more of an English thing, but maybe I'm wrong. I th-
0: no, as you were saying it, I was thinking yes, English, there is a definite cross-dressing English thing going on, but I think, yeah, maybe in the military it's, because I know there's pictures of, I was trying to remember what it's called, is it crossing the meridian? What is it? It's like crossing the line as you um, sail oh, around the yes. world. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, we've there's got some sort of, of ceremony, my, here. yeah. Yeah, th- there's like a ceremony where you dress up because there's pictures of my granddad who is in the Royal Navy and there's photographs of him probably in the like, late late 20s, early 30s crossing whatever this line is and, you know, they're all dressed up and there's like cross-dressing. There's like every well, really? kind of dressing up you can think of mm. um, in it because there's this, it seems like they just have a sort of big jamboree party. Mm. I was
1: wondering yeah. how the men in the camps got the dresses. Well,
0: mm. I know that is a very Maybe it's mm. like, you know, my new favorite program drag race and they just get the materials and let's put on a
1: shirt. Well, if you see if you have if I'll send you a link to that one particular picture, they that wasn't just those dresses weren't just put so together in a, in a few hours. They're in a preserve. Yeah. So I don't, I don't quite know. This is know. such a
0: good question that I've never thought about when i see these pictures. Where yeah. did they get them?
1: Yeah. Because,
0: um. I mean, they'd just be captured with, if they had anything, the absolute bare minimum of things. And I don't imagine that, you know, a floral dress comes as basic kit.
1: Yeah. No. I. Argument, I. You know.
0: Mm, I don't know for sure.
1: Mm, Yeah. You never know. But I. I. I don't think so. Um. Yeah. This one. I'm. I'm just trying while we. While while we were talking, I was just trying to check it. So yeah, it is English prisoners of war in the in the in the, in Frankfurt actually in a German camp, um. And it actually there it says on the back actually the name of the people so one could probably find out,
0: wow.
1: who they were. I um,
0: really want to know now where they get
1: them. Hmm, yeah. I can't help but, you there.
0: Because especially like Prisoner of War, you sort of feel, you could could you really go up to the guards and say we need dresses in these sizes, please?
1: Mm. Well, I, I was talking to a student about it yesterday who was really interested in, wants to do more research. And mm. she said something about some camps were quite, mm, what's the word, comfortable for want of a better word. Right. Um, so maybe, you know, you could ask the... Camp overseer to ask his wife to yeah dig out some clothes. I don't I don't know, um, but it is. Because I
0: know actually saying that I know that like the camps where they where they put German nationals in in Britain, so not prison. I guess it's sort of prisoner rule, but not in quite. it's not like military people necessarily. Mm. People could go out into the local town oh, with okay. guards, mm, but mm. I don't know that it's quite the same. I don't know because you imagine like cold it's mm. but that's. Really, the extreme end of yeah. being in a prison mm, camp, mm, isn't
1: it? It's mm. like that. It wasn't. Yeah, there were probably. Yeah, they were. Probab- yeah, they we're, were pro- exactly, there were probably somewhere you couldn't do any. You wouldn't have thought of putting on theatricals, or wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Mm. That is okay, the other so thing. I want. That's a line of
0: research. For us.
1: Definitely, and that, that the other thing I also wonder what is what, what play were they performing? Yes. If, if a play, it might have been some sort of. It came. It footlights, from what I can, from what I've seen, it was often reviews. So you know, different short, yeah, short, short of, sketches, yeah, type, type and things. And someone
0: singing a song and exactly. someone telling jokes
1: and, yeah. and a dance number and things like okay. that. Okay.
0: Mm. I feel we also need to find out more about mock weddings.
1: Yes, we definitely do. I, I have tried a little bit but uh i could uh, the only thing i found was in someone wrote an ma in 2003 or something like that about them but that was the only thing i've come across so far but maybe there is you know some major thing i haven't seen i mean
0: maybe there's like chapters in books on american colleges yeah
1: maybe Mm.
0: Hmm. how interesting well yes. that sounds
1: like a very good visit yeah and when I'd, yeah, I'd love to hear what you think when you've when you've been yeah
0: is it just on for like a couple more weeks yeah I think
1: 6th of June or something like that okay so just well I'm going to weeks. really make yeah. an effort cause,
0: because I think the Barbican also has a really interesting photography exhibition it,
1: it I haven't seen yes it is interesting because I've seen that but again I went through quite quickly and okay it's interesting it's quite similar in a way in that they put together lots of different things or that maybe don't necessarily have that much in common but maybe we can talk about that when you've been. Yes. Um, But um, what have you been up to?
0: Well a great deal of marking Mm -hmm. but on the side of that I watched Um, this documentary on Versailles 73 it's called Versailles 73 American Runway Revolution Um, which I've always really loved stuff about the Versailles show of 1973 and I read a book about it a while ago and so I was glad because the film came out in 2012 Mm -hmm. but I finally managed to to find it online oh I just really really loved it so tell me good I
1: I have a feeling that I once heard a talk about it but it's quite a while ago so tell me what what it is
0: Uh, it's well in the 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 sai palace was in urgent need of renovation it was really run down so they decided to have a charity event and it was quite a new thing in france to look for sort of i don't know what you'd call it not sponsorship money but you know for sort of outside charitable money um to renovate it Mm -hmm. and I'm not quite sure the exact chronology but Eleanor Lambert you know the amazing super fantastic American fashion PR Mm -hmm. she got involved and um, like Marie de Roche was involved in in France and you know the curator of Versailles and all these very grand people and Eleanor Lambert being Eleanor Lambert um, was very, very canny. So they decided they would have five of five French couture, couturiers would um, show their clothes mm-hmm. and then five American designers would show too. So the basis of it was a charity event. So it doesn't sound that like earth shattering, but it turned into something really earth shattering because the French, so there was like Yves Saint Laurent Mark born at um Christian Dior, Givenchy, Cardin and Angaro for the
1: mm-hmm. French. That must have been quite hard to decide on five.
0: Well, I know, I know you I mean you get like it's I really think the documentary is really well done because they have amazing people talking. They have um you know sort of a couple of society ladies who went. They have um contemporary curators of the people who were involved at you know the institutions that were involved. They have they, they read out letters, you know, these, I, I always find them fascinating, these, like, exquisitely diplomatic letters, you know, from yeah. so-and-so to so-and-so to try and, you know, oil the wheels of industry sort of thing. And there's also interviews which I just, oh, God, you have to say, it's, like, yeah. amazing with all these models who modelled in it. And also I was very excited because I really loved, do you follow um, Jean-Luc on, um,
1: Instagram
0: no. mm. oh I missed I must tag you in I re- he does like the most beautiful runway photographs and he's been doing them since at least the 60s and I don't know he's just really brilliant at just getting that moment and just really like you feel like you've seen the show from seeing his photographs so I was really intrigued to see him speaking and he's also wearing a very nice red velvet jacket so that's extra good <laughs> what
1: but is his name there. again
0: it, it's Jean-Luc you say acute? h u r a q e
1: oh okay mm-hmm.
0: okay um but yeah so it's it's like they have really really good interviews that are very well done and they have really good footage i mean sadly there's no footage of the show oh, in really? its entirety oh no. it, not in its entirety okay just clips. Mm. and Because I was looking at Women's Wear Daily from the time to see what I could find out, and it does say in one of their those that there will be a fifty-minute TV show. But whether they're actually, whether that actually happened or not, I don't know. Mm. And clearly, this person couldn't find it, and they seem to have done very good research. But yeah, so they have like their five and five from each country, and the French.
1: Oh, you didn't say the American ones.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. That's really important. That's super important. Let me see if I can get more. So there was. Um, Oscar de la Renta
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Bill Blass so two kind of couture equivalent although Bill Blass is a bit you know but ready to mm. wear um, Halston and then controversially there was Anne Klein so a woman designer of sportswear mm-hmm. and then super off the chart amazing Stephen Burroughs, who is a like young up and coming black designer Interesting. So, mm. so so Eleanor Lambert obviously manipulated who was included yeah. and they had like asked J- James Gallanos and Jeffrey Bean but they said no so it's like a really interesting mix mm. and the French it was held out by itself and the French really thought they would just knock it out of the park <sighs> because their french and its couture and they own it and they did this incredibly over the top show that had floats it had Josephine Baker singing you know it was just it was just like a sort of 18th century event mm. you know with really elaborate sets it went on for two and a half hours what? <laughs> yeah i know and it was kind of and and it was kind of extraordinary but it, it was like really long gaps between each Designer because of all this elaborateness, mm. and although they had Josephine Baker, this is Josephine Baker in 1973, yes. not Josephine mm. Baker in 1923. So, you know, it was it was more like looking to the past, mm. and so they did like incredibly grand, incredibly serious, over the top, and then the Americans they'd hardly had any time to rehearse because the French had taken so long. With their rehearsals, that they would like have to sit there, and you know, there's like really funny, funny awful, you know, of the model saying, "We were so cold, we had nothing to eat, <sighs> mm. we had no toilet paper, we had no water." We, you know, it sounds really grim.
1: And like in the olden did... days in Versailles, I probably. Know. Mm.
0: Exactly,
1: mm. exactly.
0: And they, um, so they hardly had any time, and they had Kay Thompson, who was meant to choreograph it and you know she's the one who's in you know the um what's the song in funny face the pink one that's like a take off of um carmel snow and diana Rieland.
1: oh yeah mm, yeah you know? i don't know mm.
0: so, so she's this like grand dame of broadway but she kind of they all have big rows i think not everyone <laughs> like stephen burrows is interviewed and he's sort of so kind of charming and made-back. he'd be like well you know they were having a row but i wasn't really involved and you just sort of feel like he was just being charming somewhere while everyone else was freaking out but they i think like their plans for sets didn't come off. Joe Euler, who's this amazing illustrator, had done backdrops, but when they they'd got the measurements wrong. So when they got there, oh, you know, no. they looked like tiny and ridiculous, mm. so they couldn't possibly use them. So they just had nothing. I but wonder they had where the
1: I wonder want... oh wow. I wonder whether they gave them the wrong measurements on purpose. Well, I don't know. Mm. And but did but they bring it... models from America or how?
0: Yeah, they mm. brought so so the, the five American Designers voted and, on each model, and three designers had to choose you for you to go.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I know. So, Pat Cleveland, everyone voted mm. for because she's awesome. Yes. But, you know, they're, they're, they're all like amazing. There's like Beth Ann Hardison and Albert Chin, all these, like, and China, Mata- M- Ch- oh, I can't say China Machado, who was based in France, anyway. But, like, really, really the top models of the time. And a lot of African-American women, so really important. And so they didn't have sets and they didn't, they, they did their their entire thing was something like 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was one after the other, so it was very fluid and seamless. And because the thing that I really love about it, like the clothes look amazing, the, the sets they don't have. So it was very stripped back and bare. And in contrast to what the French had done, it was like this amazing, modern, fluent you know the girls moved really amazingly and a lot of the models were saying because they didn't have props it was all about their bodies and personalities and Mm. how they moved so it just sounds incredible and they had like amazing choreography like uh, I think it's the maybe it's the Oscar de la Renta where they all had these very kind of fluid chiffon dresses in bright colours, and I think it's Betsy Blair, maybe. But one of the women, one of the models, is like the genie, and she's like leading them with a scarf and guiding them around and they're all twirling around And then when she moves, they stop. And then it sounds amazing. And like um, Halston, they would like be this group would be spotlit, then this group would be spotlit. And um,
1: do you know Stephen
0: what? But- Sorry, go on.
1: Do you know what the music? what they had for music i don't
0: know they i think they had different music for each bit like they mm. started off with liza minnelli singing bonjour paris from from funny face mm. so that was like the opening thing and set the scene and then i, I can't remember what the music was mm. sorry as they went through and stephen burrows had done all really brightly colored dresses with longer and longer trains and so um I think it's Beth Ann Hardison talks about how she walked like she really kind of walked in a really seductive way and then, you know, she says, I presented my train like she dropped it down and she got to the front of the stage and there's like amazing where they all think Pat the Cleveland's going to end up, you know, falling off the stage because she starts twirling at the back of the stage and then does diagonally right across and then stops dead just at the crucial moment at the front. So it sounds so Dynamic, mm. and apparently the place just went wild when they finished, and they were throwing their programmes in the air, and it was just like, and it, it's like it's this sort of revolutionary moment of realizing how you can present fashion on models, and how important the way these um black models were in in showing a different way of moving and a
1: different way of wearing and presenting clothing. It's oh, I just love it. It sounds amazing. And yes. So who was it? So you say it was a charity thing. So yeah. I guess people had to pay to.
0: Yes, it was like very expensive to get in. So like Grace Kelly is there, and it's you know it's all the the rich and you know the rich and richer, I guess, in their diamonds and jewels mm. and um everything. So it was a very kind of trad audience, I think. Although I think Andy Warhol was there, so mm-hmm. I think like the Americans had some of their. I think they've brought a lot of their mates, mm-hmm. his mates over. Um, but it just sounds incredible. It, I mean, as I say, there's a book called, and John Fairchild had already started calling it The Battle of the Sun.
1: <laughs> so it, in, I was just going to ask, was it seen as a battle, it, as a competition? Think, no? Well,
0: he called it that in Women's Wear Daily, but he was known for hyperbolic statements. So I think like, it's interesting because several of the models and people involved kept saying, You know, that's what it was, that's what, you know, he was calling it. But it was just a charity event. We Mm. had no idea until it was over Mm. what it was going to do. But as soon as this kind of revolutionary point of showing how important Ready to Wear is, you know, kind of marking out that the Americans would dominate the next, the sort of coming decades, Mm. Um, but also this kind of radical new way of showing fashion or i guess a kind of tipping point for that because you have kind of pockets of that i think in the 60s of more fluid movement I really mm, don't but you.
1: May, maybe not in france i mean
0: no you have
1: this sort of hopping about with mary quant models for mm. instance but i i Elsie clark as well that's true so maybe not yeah. so much in Elsie clark definitely yeah. um
0: but Yes, uh, yeah. I think in France it was still much more, because they said, like, they described the French models as, as kind of, you know, walking very stiffly and properly, and then the Americans kind of really using their hips as they move and being much more sort of supple and dynamic in how they move.
1: Mm. I wonder whether, so the person who made the documentary, is that an English or American person? It, I don't
0: know, it's Deborah Draper, I don't mm-hmm. know her.
1: Yeah, I just wonder oh, if correct. the French would tell this tale. Um,
0: well, they had, they had, um, they had quite a lot of French people speaking. You know, they oh, okay. had mm. someone from the Gallier. They had Didier Grumbach, They had um, someone from oh, I can't remember, but that that someone from Versailles. You know, they had a lot of I don't know. They had a good spread of French people and a French um, sort of couture client, and they were all saying it was just incredible we thought we were going to get the americans doing like a review mm. or like a variety thing oh yeah mm. and it was just i mean i think it's sort of gone down in history is that on both sides that it was mm. this incredible kind of wake up for fashion and for what fashion had become and what fashion you know could be mm. um
1: it's in it's so interesting where it happens you know
0: i know mm. because, yeah it really is that it's at this hot house for 18th century fashion
1: mm. but also um, yeah in france and in the palace and all that I, am, mm. I was just wondering if it had would have had the effect if it had been you know i yeah it must have a- a- aided a lot to the effect of it all um, it must like mm. the
0: contrast and also you must Google it because the sets for the French just look extraordinary. Like, I think it's Beth Ann Hardison says it was like a circus and all they didn't... You know, the only thing they didn't have was somebody being shot, shot out of a rocket because I think, yeah, they just have these, like, amazing... You know, like, an 18th-century theatre where they have, like, amazing kind of floats that are brought across the stage oh, yeah, and mm, mm. that kind of thing? Mm. And there's a little bit of film of, of um, Josephine Baker singing and they have the girls from... Oh, what's it called the um crazy horses oh okay crazy horse Mm. am I saying it right yes I think so um so they have like show girls and things and then and then you know you have the kind of stripped back minimalism of Halston and you know Gina Machado coming out in a topless evening dress with a huge fan over her breasts you know (laughs) it's it's like I don't know I mean it must have been mind-blowing the contrast.
1: Yeah, it's interesting also that Yves Saint you would think would almost well, be more on the other side. I know, that's mm. what I
0: sort of think, that I I consider and Ungaro really mm. That and Cardin, so they had people who were making clothes that were of the moment mm. rather than old school couture, but I guess the nature of the show kind of put them within a structure that they read differently Mm. you know yeah and i think it's interesting as well i need to kind of go back and reread all these books that i've read randomly over the years because because um pat cleveland talks about it quite a bit in her book and and she also talks about you know like eunice johnson the amazing african-american woman who um put together these fashion flare oh yes Mm -hmm. of 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 um with black models for black people and it, um, you know they travelled around America and it was quite a number of those models I think who ended up at Versailles mm. so it's people who've kind of trained in quite a different environment but then they've also been you know with like Stephen Burroughs and Halston and people like that in New York, and I think some of them had been to Paris already. I think one of them had been to Paris, but there were, you know, there were models of different races. It was, it was that it was diverse. I think, mm. but I think it also underlines the really, really important contributions of of black designers and yeah. black models to the idea of contemporary fashion and how it's shown. Mm. Um, but I really want to go back through um, Women's Wear Daily for that year and read all the coverage for it mm. so okay. yes I saw that documentary and I really liked it yeah I, I get I, that feeling
1: yeah it's from um, me. it's and you said you said it is well maybe yeah I'll try and watch it as well then um yeah, yeah. It,
0: I because we've got um at the quarter we've got this channel called canopy that oh. we have access up to I don't know if it's yeah I don't I, know if you can just get it
1: I noticed that you were showing something from that during the passing conference so okay oh, yes. I'll, I'll I'll have it's a look really into that good. they have mm. amazing stuff mm.
0: they have really good fashion documentaries
1: mm.
0: on it um but oh. yes yeah, so I just absolutely loved it and it was a really good kind of contrast to marking yes um, <laughs> and it was yeah it's just a lot of fun and I I sort of it's so amazing because you could never recreate that it's so much of its time and of that mm. moment in fashion history yeah yeah
1: okay so,
0: so there we are there we are that's fashion history for you Beatrice
1: fantastic thank you right Ms. There. Ms. Rebecca. you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and um on that note
0: on that note have a good rest of weekend
1: yeah and you and speak to you next week
0: yeah speak to you next week bye bye